Hey there, and welcome to Jed Banger's Ball. I'm your host, Jed Mayhew. Today on the show, we have Chad Ubavich or Ubavich or Uberbitch or whatever you want to call him. Chad from Meat Bodies. Uh, he plays in Fuzz. He played with Michael Cronin. Together Pangea, a bunch of local bands. But anyways, we're going to get on to all that here later. So thanks for listening. And here we go with Jet Banger's Ball. Episode 9. Chad from Meat Bodies. First off, like how the, like how do you say your last name? I don't really know. No, it's like um, well, I, I just say Yubovich, but um, I don't know like the t- like the like <laughs> correct way to say it. Right. Um, I've heard people say Ubovich. Uh-huh. I've heard people say Ubovic. Right. Uh, what is it? It's uh, Serbian. Okay. Uh, rest in peace, Serbia. Which is not a place anymore. Right. Or no, it is a place. Is it? Yeah, it is. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, uh, Yugoslavia is not a place anymore. Right. That's what it is. Right. It, it, yeah. Uh, but so is your dad from Serbia? My dad's dad is. So right. he... Yeah, my dad... My dad's mom is from Portugal. And then my dad's dad is from Serbia. We're in Portugal. I don't really know. Have She's, you been to Portugal? I have been to Portugal, but she said it was a small town. Or like a really, really small town. Where did you guys did you guys play in Portugal? We I have played in Portugal, but not with uh Meat Bodies. Okay. I played with um Cronin. Michael, okay. Michael Cronin. Oh right on right. Yeah. So your dad your grandfather's from Serbia. Where's your mom from then? My mom's like super American. Right. Yeah. And you grew up here though? I grew up here. I grew up in California. Where were you where were you born though? I was born in Whittier. Okay. Because <laughs> I thought, like, it's always weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was born in Whittier. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, really uh, a really weird hot dog place in Whittier that I'm always... That really? Has, that I can't remember the name of it. It has, like, a really gnarly... It's like a chili dog. It's one of those, like, classic SoCal chili dog, like, Tommy's, but... But it's its own thing. Dude, yeah, I might know that place. It's got a weird name. Like Grundles or something like that. I wonder. I wonder what it is. Did you grow up in Whittier then? I did not grow up in Whittier. I grew up in Monrovia. Okay. I wonder what that is because I know... No, that's not the same thing. I was going to say something because Corey's family... Corey Corey from Wand. Yeah. He, What's his last name? Hanson? Hanson. Okay, Corey Frank. Yeah. He, like, his family, like, deep down in his family, like, his Greek side, owns, like, a hot dog place. And we've been there once, and uh, I don't think it was in Whittier, though. <laughs> I think it was in, like, Inglewood. <laughs> see, this to me, see, I'm from Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, yeah. but this to me sounds like a very Southern California experience for guys that you grew up with, that you're still playing music with, yeah. trying to find and or remember the hot dog place that one of your parents owned. Yeah. Or really? <laughs> it sounds like it to Is me. it like, what about in Portland? Is it like, uh, like oh, my parents own a food truck? No. So like fancy donuts. There weren't, there weren't <laughs> food trucks back then. They just That's a new thing. <laughs> yeah. Chad's kind of sick, just so, you know, just I am, getting over it. I'm kind of sick. I, I've... I've been sick for like almost a month now. That's from so much touring. I guess so. I wasn't touring though. I was. I was. I, w- I was making the Fuzz album. Right. We were, we made the Fuzz album. It took it took a couple months, 
And then at the very end of it, I was like, all right, now to work on some meat body stuff. And I got pneumonia. Right. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> it, what, are you, what are you taking for it? <laughs> well, they gave me antibiotics. Um, but then uh, I've just been like, I feel like I'm like kind of finding a virus afterwards. So I'm just like loading up on like immune stuff from like Whole Foods. Like, right. <laughs> just like everyday immune stuff. Because we talked about this before, but I had pneumonia in, in I can't remember if it was like. How long did you have it for? Because it takes fucking forever. Can I cuss on this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Forever. Well, I had it for like, I think I had it for like two weeks or something. And the first week, it was like I didn't really know that I had it. And I was just at work every day and I just felt like shit. Okay, and then okay. finally, uh, my boss was like, dude, you got to like go to go to the doctor. Like you just, you look awful. You're just like <laughs> complaining that you're sick all the time. Were you having like coughing attacks? Yeah, just horrible. Oh, yeah. Crazy. And just feeling like so sore and not being able to walk and shit, you know, like just feeling yeah. terrible. And I, and so then I finally went to the doctor and I've always, always been afraid of needles and uh, the guy said, I got to give you a shot, you know? And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, okay, well, I got I to gotta get rid of this. But he's like, I got to give you a shot in your ass. And I was like, <laughs> so first off, like, I'm afraid of needles. I'm also afraid of, like, my ass, you know, like yeah. anything there. And so the guy, and, and it's a guy, and I'm just like, can we get, like, a nurse to, like, do it? Like a, like a female nurse to do the shot in the ass or whatever. But so, it, like, and when I had to pull down my pants in front of this guy, <laughs> I was so freaked out, but I just couldn't stop fucking laughing. And I was laughing so hard that I was shaking, and he couldn't, he couldn't, I had to stop laughing so he could actually inject me because I was shaking my ass so much. Are you, are you like a laugher when it comes to pain? Yeah, like anything like super uncomfortable, I just start laughing like fucking crazy. I do too. Yeah. I'm like, I like hysterically start laughing. Yeah, it's the worst. I like got this tattoo on my ribs. Like recently, uh, my friend Tatiana, who like does, she did the album cover for like the fuzz and like the meat body stuff. She does these crazy stick and pokes. Look at this. Oh, this is good radio. Uh, it's an elephant uh, putting some water on its own head. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, it's like a really deep, like beautiful Yeah, compared to like the normal. But it's stick and poke. Kind of like uh, drunken. Tattoos that I see the rest of you guys putting on Instagram. Yeah. Like, this is a good one. Like, everything else. Like, that looks like a professional tattoo. Yeah. Versus, like, a, like a crooked slice of pizza <laughs> that you got uh, <laughs> by the girls from Bleached. Yeah. At, like, 3 in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I, like, she was doing this on the ribs, and I just, like, was laughing the entire time. And, like, my, like, palms were sweating, and I think I freaked her out a little bit. <laughs> She was like, what's going on with you? Well, she like, I, didn't know what to do. I freaked out this poor <laughs> doctor or whatever, you know. He was just like, he started laughing, you know. And then he's got the needle and he's shaking and he's laughing, you know. <laughs> and he's trying to stick it in my ass. And I'm just like, first off, why is it in my ass? I don't know. But it just made the yeah. whole situation. Sometimes the needle's got to go in the ass. Yeah. That's what I always say. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes. Always. Uh, so, so did you, you grew up with Corey then from Wand? Like, you guys were, like, going back here after this whole kneel in the end. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We grew up together. You went to high school together? Uh, we didn't. We went to middle school together. Wow. And then we just kind of stayed in contact. See, this is the, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like, it, it, I had Josh on here from the Shrine, and I talked about that, too. It's like, I feel like if you grew up here, maybe you stayed here. It was, you yeah. Because it, it's cool, like, whereas, like, where I grew up, everybody was trying to get the fuck out, and I that's know. why there's no, like... I mean, I tried. ...finding your parents' hot dog place, because you don't <laughs> care if they have a hot dog place. You just you want to get away from that hot dog place, because maybe you worked there. Yeah. I mean, I definitely tried to get out. Right. I, I, I really tried. Um, and I had this whole, like, idea of, like, moving to the East Coast. Sure. I just thought, you know, they understood me more... <laughs> right and you know they're so sarcastic man right. and yeah like i i'm, I'm mad you know uh, like as a teenager like, sure i'm mad like i don't i don't like people being nice to me right know? like so 
Well, I feel like if it's then like I got over there, you grew up here. You're either like if you aren't like the like jock dude or whatever, the Orange County kind of typical uh, yuppie or whatever. Then you're like you're either trying to go to San Francisco or <laughs> you're trying to go to New York because it's like. Well, there's also another there's also another breed of people like where I come from. Like I grew up in Monrovia, California. I don't even know where that is. It's but a really small town I, yeah. outside of like five minutes outside of Pasadena. Okay. Um, it's like one town over shy of being in the Inland Empire. Right. And then once you get in the Inland Empire, it's like, you're never getting out. You're not going to go anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just there. You are the Inland, like, (laughs) like, that's, it's a really strange place. I love it there. Right. It's like, I have a lot of like, I went to college out there. That's like Riverside and like Redlands or. That's considered Redlands though. I'm pretty sure. Ah, oh, man, I don't even know. Yeah. But, like, I'm talking about, like, Covina. Okay. Like, Covina and West Covina. This will be great for the people <laughs> that are from those areas listening to this show because uh, we never get to talk about those kinds of places. Well, if well, you what was it like to growing- this and you're from there, word up. Yeah. Uh, represent Inland Empire. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What was it like growing up out there as far as music, though? Like, what were you, like, listening to first when you started playing well, guitar, you know? Dude, there's like there's like nothing there's nothing going on out there. It's like it's kind of like a mountain town. You're right. like in the foothills. And everyone everybody like rich lives in the in the mountains. And then down below it's just like everything is one color and it like it's just gross. It kind of I don't know. It's like it's like poor middle class. Right. And um super like super consumer. Like where there's like a soup plantation next to a Carl's Jr. next to right. CBS. I grew up in eastern Washington, and it was it kind of reminds me of like the desert. It's a desert kind of part of Washington State, and it's okay. just all strip malls and uh, wait, where Walmart, Tri Cities. Okay, it's like so near well, Spokane. My, girl, my girlfriend grew up, and she's from Renton. Well, that's like more Seattle, though. Oh, okay, yeah, that's like a suburb that's, of Seattle. Okay, that's this is like three and a half hours. Like towards oh. like Idaho, okay. yeah. So it's like, but it's the Hell same thing yeah. where there's just it's really nothing. Kind of Spokane near Spokane, okay. South of Spokane, yeah. Okay, see now you know what I'm talking about then, yeah. Because I just I just played in Spokane, right? And I loved it. You liked it, <laughs> like <laughs> I I was just like man, like I, I think it just reminded me of home, right? It was just like kind of trashy, yeah. There's like. You'd pass by houses and you're like, you know, there's like some 40 year old like weed dealer in like, or like, you know, like somebody's doing crack somewhere. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way when I go out towards Joshua Tree, you know, not necessarily just Joshua Tree because that's like you're kind of out there for the nature aspect of it, but like sort of the surrounding, like just yeah. living out there, you know, and you're just like over the fucking park and like who gives a shit. But like, yeah, I mean, that's essentially what Monrovia was like. It's kind of like a ghost town. Where like a lot of like ex ex gangsters like 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 Hispanic gangsters go to retire and they're like no one knows I'm here and right. then like also there's like a lot of like rich guys living in the hills but then there's like poor middle class fans. It's really just like super America feeling. So were you guys like going from not really California feeling to right. be honest? Right. Well, I feel like we we talk about this when we go on like tour trips and stuff and you get outside of California and it's just like I'm like man touring California is like stopping at fucking in and out and seeing like yeah. all the fucking dregs of humanity just like tons of families then trying to go get gas for the van and every gas station is completely full of cars and yeah. you're like waiting to get into the parking lot of the gas station it's weird when you get away from like the like Hollywood mindset of like or like what people think of what california is like palm trees and hollywood and beaches when you get away from that it's just like really kind of like normal kind of gross areas yeah <laughs> and but it's just always hot and just hot yeah and like north kind of deserty but mm-hmm. then also like there's trees like a lot of trees other than palm trees <laughs> and like poor middle class it's just like weird and like everyone i know that grew up here like they grow up like that's born and raised in like the LA area, kind of. Right. All grew up in places like that, like Valencia or like 
Monrovia. Right. Or Whittier. <laughs> sure. And so, like, when did you guys start, like, you and Corey, were you guys, like, playing music in middle school? And when did you start, like, picking up the music thing? And, like, how did you get out of there to, to L.A. to go to shows? And um, Well, I, I started playing... I started playing music, yeah, in like eighth grade, and or like uh, not music. Like I always, my my dad was like involved in music. Like, um, what did he do? He's a band teacher. Oh, okay, he's like a high school band teacher. Right. And funny enough, Corey's mom works at the same high school as a drama teacher. Wow. Yeah, it's really weird. Our like thing is weird. Right. Yeah, we like had like the same upbringing, pretty much. Yeah. It's it's strange, and then and that's like essentially how we met. Like we met in middle school, and like we were like both our high, our parents were in the high school. <laughs> uh, were you guys playing music together back then? Um, we we like kind of started, yeah, we did like, but not right away. I was like, I we were, I started playing guitar in like eighth grade, and like yeah, Corey did too, and we like would go and we'd like. We'd like play stuff together and like so like show each other stuff. And we what just kind of stuff were you listening to though? Like, I mean, my first like first thing I was like listening to was like I, I was trying to play like Ramones and Misfits, right. and then like and then I found like Ozzy Osbourne, and I like heard like the the Randy Rhodes tribute album. Sure. And I was like, oh man, this is what's this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for some reason that. This is some real guitar rock. Wow. Yeah. This guy plays guitar. Yeah. So I got to play guitar like this. Right. Uh, And then I like went to the guitar center. I was like, I need a Jackson, man. Sure. Because, you know, is that a picture of Randy Rhodes? I'm a fan. (laughs) 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 Is that a picture of Randy Rhodes? Because I'm a fan of his. Yeah. Um, Like I was like shocked that people knew. I was like. There's, oh, you guys know about Randy Rhodes, You too? guys know about Randy Rhodes. There's a yeah. picture of this guy on right. the wall. At Guitar All right. Center. All right. That's his guitar? Does he work here, man? Like, All right. Is he, like, what does he do? <laughs> yeah. Give me one of those. Yeah. No, I don't want a Fender. No. <laughs> I want a polka dot. I want a Randy Fender Rhodes. that has a spiky headstock. Jackson <laughs> with polka dots on it. Yeah. And um, a vest with the sleeves cut off. So, yeah, I, I like, started getting into that. And then my, like, I was just, like, getting really into guitar. And then I think, like, then I went to a different high school than than Corey. So I just, like, we, like, kind of, like, split apart. But then we were, like, we kept talking, you know. We, like, would, we'd hang out and show each other guitar and st- stuff like that. But then, like, he, one day he, like, he called me and he was, like, telling me how he had, had this band. Uh, hey man, I got this band. Uh, we're called Thief. Um, it's like crazy. Like we, it's going pretty good. The only thing is we don't got a bass player. And I was like, dude, I'll play bass. Right. So I did. I just like went in there. I like didn't play bass at all. Like sure. I, I had no idea. Like there was this girl in high school uh, that I had a giant crush on. She was like. A senior, I was a freshman, and she was like the bass, the, the bass player of like the school, you know, like ba- bass player, like emo chick of the high school, like sure. of course, like me being like a long haired nerd that like listens to Randy Rhodes and like you know, you know, like fantasi- fantasizes about being in Ozzy's band, right? You know, they're like, this is close enough, man. Yeah, this like, chick has a bass, right? Yeah, this chick, like you know, so I had a big crush on her, of course, right. <laughs> She was a senior. So I made friends with her, and I was like, hey, like I'm joining this band. I need a bass, though. Can I borrow your bass? She let me borrow her bass. I don't know why. Yeah. But she did. You know. I, guess I never I, thought of that before. I know. I guess I was like good-looking enough or sure. something. I, like, I, ch- I tried to charm her, mm-hmm. but I, like, I was in over my head. I, like, I had no chance in hell. She was a senior. Right. Sucks. But... <laughs> <laughs> So what happened? I got the bass and I went in and they like showed me the songs. I had no idea how to play bass, but I I had watched like a shit ton of videos of Black Sabbath. Right. And I was like, okay, like I got to put my bass really low 
I got to take the strap down real low because that's what Geezer Butler did. Mm-hmm. And he played with his fingers. I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to try. Right. I, I learned some finger picking from some Randy Road songs. You know, D. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you earlier. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you were, I was going to say, of all the Randy Road songs, when you went to Guitar Center. Oh yeah, I knew D. Yeah, you knew that one. That's like the, I love that. That's my favorite thing in fucking uh, American movie. Have you seen American movie? No. Oh, this, you got to see it. This is the clip though, where the guy he's pl- he's playing D on a on a acoustic guitar with a no bl- with a blindfold on, so all that right. he can yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, D. Yeah. I knew D. I knew some finger picking stuff. Sure. So I just went for it and then I was like good at it. So I like I I mean I thought I was like pretty good at bass. And then I was like a bass player in this in like Did you guys play shows as Thief? Oh yeah. Because Thief sounds like such a like fucking sunset strip band from like eighty eight. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this is more like two thousand This is like this is like we were trying to be like Radiohead. Oh, okay. Like for sure. Right. It it was it was good. We had a we had a little following. It was rad. We had like we Where were, were you playing shows at? You know, Battle of the Bands. Right. Man. <laughs> this is like before you went to the smell or like Yeah, yeah. This is before like yeah, this is like probably right before smell stuff, I would say. Yeah. It was like right before smell stuff. Um Yeah. It was like yeah, we played Battle of the Bands. We played like house parties. Like, we had like high school chicks. Sure. We had shirts, man. Yeah. We had a website. What? We had a website. A GeoCities website? No, our our drummer, Trevor Allman. Uh huh. He, uh, <laughs> he knew how to make a website and he made this website with like a tree. Uh-huh. And it had like a uh, flash. You know, sure. it had flash. Flash animation? With, yeah, man. And it. <laughs> Had birds coming off the tree, yeah, flash animation style. And if you click the birds, you could like you know go to our bio. We had a manager, Tommy Winslow. Where's Tommy Winslow at now? I don't know. I wonder. Yeah. He was the same age as us, but he had. Like, you think a, he's still managing bands? I don't think so. I really wonder what Tommy's doing. He had a huge house. I mean, he just let us come over and like. So the manager does feel like a band. Sure. You know? What were uh, what were some of the thief songs? Do you remember some of the titles of the songs? Oh man, yeah, Battle Royale. Battle we, Royale. Oh yeah, because we loved that. The based on the movie. Based on the movie, sure. we're like that movie rocks. I bet you no one knows about this one. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's uh, let's name it after that. Uh-huh. <laughs> what what else besides Battle Royale? Um. Oh, I wish I could remember. Yeah. I, I don't. Well, moving on. So we go to the smell then, though. Like, when we, okay. when you guys first went to the smell, like, was that, like, blow your mind? Or was that, like, the whole... Okay, first... Because I'm curious as to, like, how how do you guys meet up with, like, Ty and Michael and everybody? Well, that's the like, thing. After, after Thief, we, like, kind of broke up. We tried... Me and Corey tried to start a new band for a little bit called Umbrella, based after... Uh, <laughs> based after... Uh, you know the the the, umbel- the umbrella co- corporation, uh-huh. Resident Evil. Uh-huh. Shout out, we were nerds. Resident Evil. Yeah. Oh, okay. The video game. Yeah, I know what it is. I, I don't know enough about it to know that. There's yeah, but a that specific part of it that would be worthy of a band name. It's the it's like the corporation that makes everyone zombies. Got the, it. The Umbrella Corporation. Got it. Um. So, uh, yeah, we that like lasted for like a little bit, and then I like. We like just kind of split it off, and I went on and I like did my own band, and I started my own band, um, which was called uh, Dead Eye Cells, and that was my high school band. That was high school band. That was like Thief lasted for like a little bit in like freshman year, and then I was like, man, I'm down and out. I don't know, you know, I don't know what to do, dude. And then, (laughs) and then I like made my own band, right? Um. And I won a battle of the bands at the Monrovia Skate Park. Uh-huh. And um, what were some Dead Eye Cells songs? Oh, uh, we had a song called uh, "Man." I don't even remember. It's hard to remember these yeah. things because I remember I had I think so many weird stuff. My first band was called Raven's Idea. <laughs> 
Fuck yeah. But I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember any of the songs either. Sick. But I knew there was like a song called like, uh, I think it was called like Contact. And it was about like, you know, Sick. aliens Hell yeah. uh, meeting aliens for the first time. And then I had a, the band after that was called the Ninja Boners. And that was like a hardcore band. Rad. Uh, definitely. Did you have a keyboard? No. Oh. No, it was like hardcore punk. Okay. Uh, but okay, not like not like a like electro punk. No. Okay, cool. Because we were... that was big over here. Oh no, that was not big in uh, the Tri Cities in nineteen ninety three. No, that wouldn't be. No. No. There was no keyboards. You were like no. You know why? Punching people. This is the yeah. <laughs> the thing was too. I remember Rage Against the Machine had come out and uh, awesome. and they like uh, <laughs> had a. Uh, a sticker or something on the back of the albums that said no keyboards were used in any of the making of this music because like course. Tom Morello's doing all this super yeah. weird shit and people are like, oh, dude, he's totally using a synthesizer, you know? No. And no, they weren't. And they made it a statement on the album that said like no synthesizers or digital. No DJ stuff going on here. Exactly. And <laughs> for us, that filtered down... To like our thirteen-year-old brains filtered down to like, dude, I heard they played with like nine-inch nails and they just like trashed all of their <laughs> shit. Like I heard they were like beating the shit out of like uh, any like band with keyboards and like destroying their stuff. You know, I feel like there was a lot of like myths around Rage. Oh yeah, like that. Like even down to like when I was a kid. Them specifically, that was like one of my first albums. Was, yeah, was Battle of Los Angeles. I love that. Uh, and. Yeah, like it was just like, dude, I heard at this part, he's using an Allen wrench on his guitar. It's like, right. No way. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like this totally like mythical. Yeah. And we had like, where, where I lived too, like we weirdly had like good bands come through. Like I saw like um, Fugazi when I was a kid and like um, we had a really good like local band called Small and they opened up for um, everybody. But like I remember... Green Day played at the Hoedown, and I remember when we were like thirteen, like our our, our friends, our brother, our friends' brothers were in this band called Small, and they opened up for yeah. him. And the next day, it was like, dude, the guys in Green Day, like they, we we thought they were, they we heard that they were gay. <laughs> it was like a big. <laughs> exactly. Oh no! How like old are you? Thirteen. Oh. <laughs> We were like, that's a sin. I know. We were like, oh, <laughs> dude, they're they're gay. And then like we we're like, how do you know they're gay? And then the the guy said, oh, because uh, when my brother was backstage, he said they were acting really gay. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, God damn it! Can we still like them? Is it cool to like them? You know, like, dude, at that age, at that like, age, it was just like yeah. I didn't want it. We were so worried that like. Our friends would think, <laughs> yeah, what they would think. You know, it's really weird. Boys, like little boys' mentality. Like everything you talk about is like, dude, suck my dick. Oh yeah, you would like that, dude. <laughs> and it was like, oh, this guy is a loser. <laughs> like that's like the entire mentality of yeah, thirteen year old boys. As far as it goes, like I was at, I was at like a burger place the other day uh-huh. in Pasadena. Like, was I, like, it pie and burger? It was Lucky Boy. Okay. Represent. I hadn't been there in a while. I went over there, and there's like two, like ten or like twelve year old dudes, like like hanging out. Like their parents were in like another booth, but they were in another booth, like playing, like you know, eating burgers. And they were just like talking about boners, like no joke. They were just like, "Yeah, you had to go to the bathroom, dude, because you had a boner." Yeah. And he was like, "No, you had a boner." And, like, they were, like, kind of laughing, but they kind of were, like, no, man, you had a boner. Right. And that's what's up. Yeah, you At know that what? age, I don't know. You're well, just talking about your dick, and you're talking about, like, I am not gay. Don't tell me that. <laughs> but, like, you kind of don't know if you are. Sure. <laughs> like, I don't know if I like girls. I think I do. I think I do. Yeah. I do in this situation enough to just survive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to not just get made fun of. Yeah, I know that I'm not going to be called gay. Right. Like, don't call me that. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> but I, honestly, I, I like Slipknot. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but has it changed at all, really? No, uh, now with boys? No, just with us, like, now. I mean, like, uh, when you're in the van, like, with Fuzz, like, has it really changed that much? I would say so. I, I, think I mean, it, not this. I don't think we go around calling <laughs> each other gay anymore. <laughs> No, that definitely doesn't go down. No. 
Uh, well, it's a different time. You can't you can't be like that, and and, and we've we've no. we've, we've all understood that. We've that, that, uh, yeah, no, that's like, not I a don't, big deal. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get that anymore. No one but, does. No, um, except for twelve year old boys. But except for twelve year old boys, and yeah. I think I think that needs to be the like the message. You know that we need to like start target, targeting like the twelve year old boys. Like, right. It's all right to have a boner, guys. Right. It's okay if you don't know if you like girls right now. You should have just gone over to that table and just been like, listen, you guys can both have boners. It's totally cool. It doesn't make one of you gay. And that's okay if you, if it, if you guys are. And if it are. does, it's totally cool. Just we ask need, the other guy. Yeah, we need to target little boys. If he's cool. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Rage Against Machine, this is a random fact, but I was reading the Wikipedia the other day with Tom Morello. He was a male stripper. Really? Yeah. And his name was Tom Meat Swinger Morello. <laughs> this is not a joke. This is on Wikipedia. Right. I'm just surprised he used his real name, Tom Morello. <laughs> if you're going to put Meat Swinger in there, in the middle. I mean, he was also in like a really crazy hair band, too. Yeah. I can't remember what they were called. They were kind of like a... Well, they were kind of like a Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, of course. At that time, what what year was that? Like, 92? <sighs> yeah, and they were no around, one, like, 88 or something. Snoop Dogg like. hadn't made an album yet, so no one knew what was going on. No, and I think, <laughs> I, think I saw them on, like, they were on, like, Arsenio Hall or something, too. And they kind of had that... Uh, really? They kind of had that living color thing where it was, like, this sort of novelty, uh, like, black metal... You know, yeah, not black metal, but black guys playing heavy mm-hmm. music or whatever. There kind of was a thing in like '88 to like '92, right? Where I feel like people were like, "What the hell are we doing?" Sure. Hey, I don't know. I'm in college. Let's play funk, right? Or something like that. Like, let's get funky. Let's yeah. Wear a lot of colors and like incorporate some funk bass. There's some confusion <laughs> right before Nirvana came out. Yeah. As far or as Snoop Dogg. Or Snoop Dogg, yeah. And I think, you know, L.A., of course, is like... I mean, you look at the L.A. Weekly and there's still burlesque people on the cover in 2015. So I feel like, you know, L.A. is definitely like one of those towns where it's just like everybody's trying. And they're they're not going to give up some of those looks. Yeah, like I was reading the Anthony Kiedis Wikipedia. I I read lots of Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if my facts are right, but, you know... Well, they can it. change daily, so yeah, I read it. Do you ever um, update them when you're on there? Just like, I you're like wait a minute, meet swinger. I don't know. I do just... have I do have friends that do do that, and they show me their updates, but they they get shut down really fast. Right. Um, but yeah, Anthony Kiedis said like you know there was like during that time it was like metal was going on like let's play let's make a band, but like let's get the chicks, man. Right. So <laughs> they're like, yeah, let's get a funk. Let's get funky. Let's. Let's get funky with this. Right. Which is a kind of a weird place to go. I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, Could I was you like, imagine th- now? I've just been thinking about it lately. Like, all that stuff. Like, like fish. Like yeah. Fish was alive. Yeah. Like, well, fish was alive. a band. And there's still a there's band. There's still a band. I don't get it. I, like, I'm a big Grateful Dead fan. Sure. And recently, because I've been sick, I've had nothing to do. So I like tried to like I'm gonna try to get into fish or not try I'm just gonna like see what's up right and I like read everything about them and then I was like all right time to listen to some music and I like literally couldn't get through like ten seconds yeah it's hard um the guy who like kind of runs this place like he uh, he's a huge deadhead first and foremost okay. he's going to the shows. In July. Uh, in Chicago. In Chicago. And okay. the last guest that we had on, Stephen Brower, who's also our friend, who's who's uh, helps with that pickathon thing that you guys are playing at. Okay. Uh, right. He is another uh, deadhead. He's going to Chicago as well. Chill. But Darren <laughs> showed me some fucking fish lives. They tape every show. Every yeah, show they, they play the is dead. like a full... But not even... The, like cassette, they like do a full oh, yeah. video production, like super pro, like movie version. It's weird of every concert. Did you see the guy like like rowing like a like bicycling a clock? No, they have like a whole like <laughs> they like come out on a hot dog. 
They're like, it's ridiculous. Maybe, do you They're, think maybe it's Corey's parents? Yeah, I think so, maybe. Hot dog? Yeah. If he comes on here, you can talk about the hot dogs. I've been, I went there once. We like, we were little kids. We were learning guitar. Right. He was like, dude, my uncle, he's going to go jam with this guy. And his uncle, like, we, like, knew him as, like, the guitar guy. Like, mm-hmm. he's the one that was showing, like, Corey stuff. He's like, dude, my uncle's going to go jam with this guy. Come on. So we, like, went in the middle of, like, I don't know, Inglewood or something. And this guy, like, was living with his mom. He's like, hey, man. Yeah. He's, like, total burnout guy. <laughs> this story. I don't know. What it is. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> I got to tell you this story. So he's like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, and, like, he's like, hold on, i got to be right back. And he's, like, talking with his mom inside. And he's like, dude, let's go to the garage. And he, we go to the garage. We, he opens it up. The place is, like, chock full of, like, old posters that he hasn't taken down since the 70s. There's, like, Black Sabbath at, at um, in Ontario, like the California one. Sure. The, with, like, the rainbow mm-hmm. behind them. There's yeah, like Black that. Sabbath. There's, like, a big picture of Jimmy Page or something like that. And they're all really old posters. He like takes a he takes this like he takes this uh, like there's like a big thing like with a sheet over it and he like whips it off and it's like all this dust comes out and it's just a big drum set and he's like dude I haven't played this stuff in years and so Corey's uncle like sits down or not sits down he stands up because he's ready to rock and they like they jam and they jam and we're just like watching. And, like, I'm, like, sitting there watching, and I'm, like, looking around. And I, like, look to the side, and I notice this guy has, like, a giant stack, like, the biggest stack, like, almost to the roof of, like, 70s pornos. Oh, yeah. Just, like, yeah, 70s Playboys. Sure. And I was just, like, oh, my God. I, like, nudged Corey. I was, like, dude, there's, like, Playboys. Right. <laughs> Corey's, like, you're gay. He's, <laughs> <laughs> like, shh, shut up. Stop. Don't be gay. And... <laughs> no, I don't know. And so, then, and then, so we he like we watch we watch these like guys jam, you know? They're like living out their dreams again, right? And, and were you flipping through the pornos while watching them jam? I mean, when they weren't looking, right. I, I might have sure. like looked for a sec, and then I, I have this exact it, same story. It's weird, you know? Yeah. And then at the end of it, he was like, "Yo, let's go eat, guys." So he like took us to this hot dog place. This is like this is a hilarious story. Took us to that, that hot dog place. <laughs> you can ask Corey about this if he's on here. And he's like, he sits down and he's like, all right, like, we're talking about stuff. And then all of a sudden we start talking about Rush. And I was like, I don't really like Rush. I don't really understand it. He's like, dude, you've never heard 2112? And I was like, no. Corey said this? No, this is what his uncle said. Oh, okay. You've never heard 2112? I was like, no, I haven't. He's like, do you even know about 2112? I was like, no. And he like sat down and he got really serious and he told me the entire like concept story of twenty one twelve. Sure. How it's like he finds the guitar in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Giddy Lee finds the guitar in the cave. He takes it to the monks or the, sure. the priests of Syrinx. Right. And uh, you know, he's like, This is we gotta show this to people and he's like, No, this is the way of the old and then like he gets taken by an oracle. Told, takes, like tells me the whole story, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And he's like, "Yeah," and then we like go in the car, and he like hands me twenty one twelve CD. He's like, "Take this, just take it," and I took it, and I like, I like my mind flipped out as like a as like a like a twelve thirteen year old. I was like, "This is the shit," yeah. And I became a Rush fan, yeah. And then later on, like a, like a month later, his uncle took us to a Yes concert, and that was our first, wow. sh- our, my first concert I ever went to. <laughs> Killer. So all in all, I'm a giant nerd. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I like that though. That's great because you know a lot of people. You know, for me, it was like it was kind of more of like that stuff took longer to sink in because I was listening to like thrash metal and like Dead Kennedys and like Misfits and Black Flag first. You know. I mean, that I was, was the stuff I, I heard too. Well, that was the stuff I heard first. So when I first heard Rush and stuff, I kind of was just like, "Oh man, I don't, this I stuff's kind of like wimpy or whatever." You I know? mean, yeah, honestly, the the moment I had was definitely the same. It was like the reverse SLC punk, right? You know, when he's like, "This is Rush, dude," and then they were like stoked, and then they got into punk. 
Right. Like I had the like, reverse of that too. Yeah. Yeah. It took me longer to get into the to the more like proggy or like yeah. Sabbath and stuff was cool because it was like heavy and kind of dark and stuff. But yeah. like some of the other, like, yeah, like the 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 le- like Getty Lee, I was just like, oh man, so like wimpy. Like the vocals <laughs> are so like fruity, and I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, he's singing about trees and like yeah, you know what's Y Y Z? I don't know what that is. You know, like what is this time signature? Yeah, I what's going on? I don't get it. You know, but then later, of course, it's just like man, fuck when you're like listening to twenty one twelve and you're driving and you're like in the desert or something. Dude, it's just 12. like brilliant. I mean, yeah, I like it was like sixth grade. I was like, yo, corn is the shit. <laughs> And then, like, yeah, fifth and sixth grade, I was like, yeah, definitely, like, corn, sl- like, sure. Slipknot, let's get going with the system of a down, man. See, I'm, I'm lucky because I was older than you, so I didn't, I oh, never had that. That was, phase. like, my heyday. That was, was like, skate- I hated skateboards that shit, yeah. And, and the corn album. And then, uh, you know, seventh we grade came along, that. and I was like, Dead Kennedys, what's up? Right. Oh, this shit's real. And then, like, I got super punked out, and I, like, thought I was a punk. And then, like, and then it was reverse. Eighth grade, I heard fucking 2112 and Ozzy, and I was like, all right, let's do yeah. this now. Yeah. Um, when I first met you, you were playing in, uh, I think the first time I met you was we played a show with Pangea. Yeah, I was playing Pangea. At the, at a skate park. Yeah. In Santa Ana, I think it was. but Unit B. Unit B, yeah. yeah. That was the first time I ever met you. Yeah. And then you were like, you gave me a Meat Bodies cassette. Oh, I had them then. Yeah. At that show. Okay, yeah. And I think I gave you one of our tapes or something like that. And then, I mean... Well, right before that, I was like... Right before that, I was like living in my friends... My friend, my two friends, they had this house. And they like left for like the winter. And I like they left me this house. <laughs> right. And I was like couch hopping at that time anyways. So I just like was living in this house. And like it had no hot water because like... They weren't paying the bills, and I didn't pay the bills. So I had no hot water and no heat. And, like, so I just was, like, this – I was pretty much just, like, a bum right. in this house. And, like, Danny Bankston came over, and he was, like, dude, have you ever heard the zigzags? And he, like – or it was, like, dude, have you ever heard the zigzags? And then <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, we know how Danny talks. And so <laughs> – he like put him on, and I was like, "Hell yeah, these guys rule!" And I was like really into it. And then like we played that show, and then I met you, and so I was just like, "Whoa, the zigzags guy!" I was like, "Yeah, well, man, tight." Yeah, but then like my question, I guess, is like you you gave me that cassette, and then like pretty soon after you split from playing with Pangea. Yeah, and we, you just started doing the Meat Bodies. Yeah, they were like they they. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like a. I was go- I was like on the album. Yeah, I don't you guys know. were just all friends, so it was like not yeah, really we like, were friends. It wasn't that then, like official. Yeah, it was like it was starting to go official, and then it just like didn't go official, and I don't know. It just was like a bunch of crap, and then uh, then I was just doing me buddies. Right. Yeah. And then so like, <laughs> and then how do you like? Were you were you playing with Michael Cronin then too? Like I was. I think that might have been like the thing. It was like. They were doing stuff, and I was like, oh, dude, I already said that I had to do this, like, summer with Cronin. Right. And they were like, okay, well, we can't really wait around. I was like, all right, chill. Yeah. And then, like, I went and did Cronin. And then by the time I, like, got back, it was just like, all right, I don't have anything to do, so me body's time, I guess. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I was thinking, like, you know, there was an article or something in the weekly, I think you did an interview, but that was kind of the focus on it. Like, so you're doing meat bodies Michael Cronin and Fuzz now. Not now. Not now. I'm not. I'm not. I had a split ways with with Mr. Cronin. He's got a different bass player now. He's he's got my roommate Michael. Okay. Michael Anderson. So you could just because it was just too much going on. It was just too much. Like I wanted to do it. Um, I wanted to do the. Well, I was playing guitar. He's right. got a different guitarist now. Okay. And um, Emmett. Emmett's the fucking man uh, uh have you seen him play with emmett no emma's the shit dude um i definitely wanted to do it but it was like um when cronin because cronin's album just came out when he was doing stuff which is like around now 
um, Fuzz is like we're supposed to be touring too. Right. I so. mean, I talked about that with Ty when he was in here because it's like basically what you guys do is you just sit down with everybody in the booking agent and say like, you have this two months, then this happens for two months. Kind of. It's it's more just like like really unorganized emails like. Can you do this? No, I'm gone. Oh, that's right. Let me send out a bunch of emails. Blah 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 blah. Then email me, email me, email. It sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, we all have the same bookers, so that right. That's like that's simple. <coughs> so what's next? And I mean, are you so the so Fuzz is Fuzz? You're touring with Fuzz the rest of this year and with Meat Bodies. Then Meat Bodies has right now. We're what's going on is. Fuzz, we just finished our second album. Right. And now we're um we're gonna be touring that later on. Like we're we're going to Europe in August and then we're doing another um American tour in I think November. Right. I can't remember. But um so that's like we're doing like that's the fuzz stuff. And then we're doing it in October. I don't I can't remember. Um, but Meat Bodies right now, we have like a, we have like a tour coming up in July, some like touring in July and June. Um, and we're also like working on the new album. Right. And so it's like, that's kind of just like when do you, back when, and forth. When do you, when do you have to go in to record the new Meat Bodies record then? I don't know. I'm maybe thinking about like in between fuzz stuff, which is like September and October or something like that. Right, because I mean it's just crazy right now. With like I was talking to Larry and Danae recently at In the Red, and you know we're on the same label and all this shit, but yeah. like just the delays on like how long it takes to get the fucking yeah vinyl totally. You know, yeah. It's the it's the it's the delays. Like I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not really, like, too concerned about it. I definitely know that, like, in 2016, the, the new Meat Me Bodies album will be out. Right. But, yeah. That's all you can do. That's all I can do. All right. Well, wrapping up here with Chad, I just want to play this little... Sometimes we, like, have this game we play where I, I give you a, a band name and then you uh, tell me if it's a real or fake band. But we're not going to play that game today because Yasi hates it so much. Um, Why? She just hated it. She just hates the game. She thinks all of them are real? or No. <laughs> I mean, she just thinks the idea of doing it is stupid. <laughs> okay, so which game are we playing? I'm going to give you a word association here. Okay. I'm going to give you two words, maybe more. And then what do I got to do? You're going to tell me which one, just off the top of your head, that just sticks out first. Okay. So So this is like a psychoanalysis. Yeah, it's like kind of, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay, cool. starting off. Guitar or bass? Guitar. Fender or Gibson? Gibson. Punk or metal? Metal. Together, Pangea, Meat Bodies, Michael Cronin, or Fuzz? Fuzz. Black Sabbath or Black Chris? Black Chris, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Black Chris always. (laughs) I know. We were, Jess and I were saying on the way over here that, like, I want to do, I want to get Black Chris in here. For for one, but I you also definitely should. He's, I also he's d- really eloquent. Oh no, I yeah, he's great. But I I also wanted, I think it'd just be a really great like co-host on one episode if he was just like really fucked up and uh, he should just be here on the third mic. Exactly, just chiming time. in. Uh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> just like everything, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> so everything he does, just ruining all of the Im- interviews. Yeah. Or making them better. If it, yeah, if, if, he, should, he should be your psychic. Yeah, he would do it. Uh, he would. I don't know. I I don't think he would want to. I don't. I don't know. I'll I ask him. I don't know. He loves to talk. I just. Lo- I'd love <laughs> to have him talk. Okay, drugs or alcohol? Drugs. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Los Angeles or New York? Well, uh, neither. <laughs> uh, New York. Really? I guess so. I don't know. These are just the first things that are like... Sure, no. I mean, it, there's no right or wrong answer here. That's kind of the point so. of the game. And and I, I didn't have this one down before, but now talking about uh, Corey from Juan so much. So hot dogs or hamburgers? Hamburgers. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's a good one to end on. 
Okay. I mean, I, I, I feel like that interview right there, like the, the word association, she had been like for an hour. That would have been great. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. That's the opposite of Yassi would have been so upset <laughs> if we would have done that. We can do like next what, time. We'll what just was do the it. other ones I, I said? I should have I should have said something else. I fucked up. No, you said you said everything. Everything you said was good. What was the one before Fuzz? Uh, together, Pangea, Meat Bodies, Michael Cronin, or Fuzz. Oh, but what was the what was the one before that? Punk or metal? See, see, that's weird. I said metal. Yeah. What was the one before that? <laughs> Fender or Gibson? Why did I say Gibson? Because you play a Gibson SG. I guess so. But I love, like, I'm, like, all about Fenders. Like, Fender Strats, what's what's up? Dude, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about it the other day because I had this Les Paul of mine that it got stolen, and I finally got it back, like, two years later. But that's Sick. a whole other story. We we, we could be, that'd be a whole show, too. Um, but I was I was going to pick it up from the other day. Uh, Greg from Endless Bummer, like, ended up fixing the neck because they had broken the neck. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and I remember... Uh, reading uh, an interview in Guitar World magazine when I was a kid where Robert Smith of The Cure said that Gibsons were for assholes. <laughs> and, that, and that Fenders were for, like, artists. So, <laughs> so that's when I knew that I had to get a Gibson as opposed to a, a Fender. Yeah, Robert Smith. Yeah. Because I was Damn, like, Robert. I can't relate to this guy. Damn, Robert. I told my mom, I was like, man, I got to get a Gibson Les Paul because, like, you gotta be an That's asshole. That's an asshole place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gibsons, man. SGs. I, I, that's the only thing. I, I just like, can't get enough of SGs. Well, you know, that the other thing is I wanted to ask you. Uh, we played that show together in San Francisco that one time, and, and you, uh, you trashed uh, your amp. You threw it off the stage. Oh, my gosh. And then, then, then like a couple days later, I, I was... I totally forgot about that show. <laughs> A couple of days later, I was in, I was in the music store, and Ty comes in, and he's got the amp, and he's like, uh, "I was like, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just getting this amp fixed or whatever," and I was like, "Oh, what happened to it?" He's like, "Oh, Chad like threw it on the ground and smashed it or whatever," and I was like, "What? No, that was my amp." Oh, it was your amp. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because I was like, man, I was like, oh yeah, that was at the show that we played, and you like pushed over the like. You pushed over the half stack and the amp like went flying or whatever. Wasn't that Ty's amp? The music man? I would hope that it wasn't. Was that real? I think so. <laughs> Unless I'm making <laughs> I was like, man, I would have I gotta ask him about I was like, that I would have beaten the shit out of that guy. That I gotta was my ask amp. him about that one. Was that really fu- it wasn't fucked up. It was it was like working still after that. Well, I don't remember. I just remember that show. I had a, we played before you guys, and I had like a ton of fucking problems with my shit, and like that, it was and a that really stage was bummer. Fun. And then I felt really bad, and I felt like I was bummed, and I felt like uh, I let like my band down, you know, because my shit wasn't working. <laughs> and then you got up there, and you were shit faced, and your shit didn't work at all, and you just smashed all your gear, pushed it over, and then ran out of the club and ran down the yeah. street. I and did. then came back and was like yelling at us in our van, and we were just like, "Okay, dude, you know." And well, this like, is this is the story. It was like at the last minute, it turned out we had to play as a three piece. Oh, and right. I was so freaked out because I like hadn't played it as a three piece in forever. So, like, that's right when Corey had left the band, or what? It was like no, not then, but it was like the beginning. Okay. of when he was leaving, and um. Yeah, I was so freaked out that we had to play as a three-piece, and we, like, practiced for, like, a long time, and I was just, like, my nerves were, like, going crazy, like, because I was, like, okay, I have to do so much more pedal stuff, and, like, do this, but at the same time, like, I'm, like, not used to just being, like, I'm used to, like, jamming and, like, rocking out, not just, like, standing over my pedals and, like, okay, and then this part and this part. Sure. I'm, like, yeah, so... <laughs> I had to do that, and it was like all dependent on the fucking pedals to like, like fill up noise, and and then yeah, I was nervous, so I got shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> I had like I think I had like three Long Islands, right? And then like and then Mike Mike Hone, um, the old drummer of of the OCs, right? He showed up. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And yeah. he was like, you want a drink? And I was like, yeah. And so he, like, bought me, like, two more, like, shots. So I was just gone right. by the time I got up there. Yeah. And so I got up there, and the pedals just kept the power. I know. It sucked. They just kept going in and out. And, yeah, I had a meltdown on stage. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> we should find out, though, like, if that was Ty's amp. Because I, I, I can't remember, but I felt like I saw him, like, a few days later. And I should ask him if yeah. I... Because I remember I gave that back, that amp back. It seemed fine. <laughs> I remember I was using Charles's cab, though. I yeah. do know that for a fact. Okay. I don't know if it was my music man or or, or Michael or I'm um, Ty's though. Um, yeah. Well, we'll find out. But that was that. I think that was a, like the. I've had two meltdowns on stage in my life. It was like that one. And then we did another one this, like, last South By, where, like, right before we played, um, one of my saddles had fallen out of my guitar. Right. I didn't have another guitar. And then, and we were looking around for, like, an hour for, like, people that had a guitar, and no one had one. And so I got up, it was at the Mohawk Uh in Austin, I got up, and there was, like, a packed house. And everyone was like, yeah, like, freaking out. And I was like, okay. Let's just do this. Like, whatever. I don't have a string. <laughs> I right. have five strings. And then, like, I plugged in, and I guess, like, it was so hot that all my wires, like, the solder, just, like... Oh, I remember this now. Yeah. yeah. And so I just didn't have a guitar. And right. I had to literally just say, like, I can't play. Sorry. Bye. And I, like, walked off. It was, like, the like the worst moment, like, yeah. I've, I've ever had to deal with, like, on stage. But it's all right. <laughs> Well, I think that's good. Have you ever had a meltdown on stage? Uh, not for a really long time. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I've gotten in fights like with people on stage, <laughs> and like I've gotten like you know with band members and people in the audience, and yeah, you know, shit like that. But but mostly just like kind of drunken like craziness not not necessarily like being stressed out just being too drunk and then just being like it's the drunk stuff i can't play and like but the thing about the drunk stuff is like what i would do is like you know it's like oh it's the last song so i'm gonna crawl up on the amp or i'm gonna like crawl up this fucking side of the stage and do something or i'm gonna like throw a lit cigarette you used to be able to smoke in clubs when i was playing shows but like yeah. throw lit cigarettes at someone at the audience or whatever and just all the shit that I thought was like hilarious and like really part of the show and super nice. fun but I'm the bass player well you were the writing. were you playing a Gibson were you the asshole no I was playing a Fender <laughs> <laughs> I think so it you, only applies so to you guitars you were an artist yeah I was God an artist I was doing art and <laughs> and it's just you know it's not necessarily meltdown but it's like one of those things where it's like at the end of the night you're like wasn't that awesome when I climbed up on that balcony or whatever and then everyone in the band's like no you're a fucking asshole <laughs> like we hate you it was more like that yeah I've had yeah the- you ruined the song because you just stopped playing and you tried to climb up on top of something, you know? And I was just like, well, what about Eddie Vedder in that video? And he's like, you know, and they're like, no, it's just fucking stupid. I've definitely had, there's so many moments, like, with even other members, like, of bands that I've been in, where they're just like, how are you feeling? Like, the next day, like, how are you feeling, dude? Because yesterday you were gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Well, Chad, thanks so much for being on the show. I yeah. know we, we could have gone on here forever, but... uh you know, I think it's, it's supposed to be an hour, so. For sure. But that was great. Cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, that was Chad Ubovic. <laughs> Still don't know how to say his last name. That was Chad from Meat Bodies on the ball. Once again, thanks for listening. We're brought to you by This Is Not A Pipe. Recorded here at the Green Street Studios in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Thank you to my producers, Nicholas Fahey and Jessica Hundley. Go check out Fuzz. Go check out Meat Bodies. Go check out Michael Cronin. Go check out Together Pangea. Go check out Zigzags. We're all over the place. We're all touring. We're all putting out records. Come see us play. Come buy a t-shirt. Support the cause. This isn't a Kickstarter program yet, but it may be eventually. 
if I need it to be. I'll see you next time on Jetbanger's Ball. <laughs>